Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace Family is 19 Keys. It's the most dangerous podcast in the world. Make sure y'all tap in for some war room, some high-level conversation, and keys to be able to unlock and stimulate that guy within. Tap in. This episode is brought to you by Goldwater. My high electrical thoughts are always stimulated with the gold, right? Because I'm always on the gold. Now, we're born with 0.02% of gold within our body, for those who didn't know that. Now, scientists believe that the reason we're actually born with this gold in our body, given that gold is a heavy metal, makes it a superconductor of electricity, and our bodies operate off electricity with 70-90% water, we actually need that gold. Now, they believe that it's because of anti-inflammation and also to electrify the nerve ending between the cells within your body right now why would that even be important in the first place and how can i qualify that to have anything to do with this high level thinking well it's my firm belief and it's also the understanding of science and biology itself that the body is an electrical system and it needs electricity when we're young we have all of this amazing energy right we can just run fields and fields then over time our energy decreases getting lower and lower and lower as adults you understand me? We can barely run down the stairs before our heart palpitating and it's about to explode like we Homer sitting on the couch in Simpsons. You understand me? So what happens to our body over time? Well, we put the wrong things in it and we rust out our body and it's no longer as electrical. We still have the same amount of potential, but the electricity needed to power up our bodies at maximum potential is no longer there. So putting things like the gold in there is reviving your body, recharging you to that natural childlike energy that you once had before. Now, of course, you want to eat clean so you have maximum absorption rate of the gold and you can tap in. Make sure you do your own studies on the gold, consult with your doctors, and after you're done, come to the healers and tap in to the same thing the Egyptian gods used to utilize, and that's gold. Peace family is 19 keys, 19 keys tapping in the BWO. If you hear, it's because it's something that you want to know, right? Um, specifically, what we're going to be talking about is NFTs, right? And we can go a little bit into investment thesis, some of the business, some of the strategies, AI smart contracts, some of the websites you should be looking into, the projects, virtual reality space, a multitude of different things for you to be able to tap in, educate yourself on this particular subject, learn what you have here, and then take it into the world and apply it in this real space. Not a word, real is a is an interesting word today because people are looking at it saying it's digital products real is the digital space real they use terms like the real world right and it's funny because I, when i hear real world i think of r-e-e-l you understand me it's all a movie you understand me it's it's <laughs> no all of it is real all of it is is just a movie you know whether it's in your mind or whether it's physical and it's mass it's still real right if it's in a digital space and it exists and lights bend around it and it's made it's real Right, right, right. It, right. It, 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 like every thought started in your mind and then produced into reality. 
The only difference we got now is we got more tools to produce these thoughts into the physical space. But everything don't have to be physical because physical things take up too much space in the first place. You understand me? So I want to start this off. Um, first, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and then we can run into it. Peace, everybody. What's going on? Go by Slice. S-L-I-C-E, Slice I-X. You know what I'm saying? We're the biggest crypto play ever. And um, you know what I'm saying? I'm here with my brothers, man. We're about to build with the guys tonight, you know? Talk to me. Talk yeah. to me. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Jay Crypto. Go by Jay Crypto. Um, from uh, South Carolina originally, but I stay in uh, Dallas, Texas. And, um, you know, I'm repping the biggest crypto play ever in life. I'm here with the bros and, um, you know, looking to build and, you know, get out some of this game. All right. Um, so when it comes to, let's just jump right in it. Um, when it comes to NFTs, you know, this is a space that I've been studying for a while. And before we even go into NFTs in a way that is traditionally viralized in the world, right? You got a lot of people that jumping into the space and they want to become early thought leaders in it. And that's one of the smartest things that you should do, right? Get your name circulating in this space. Correct. That's absolute. Correct. Listen, I love telling people what my actually strategy is, my transparent strategy, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not a white man. I don't have to be super deceitful with my strategies. Oh, I'm coming in with a super good heart. I'm just <laughs> yeah. trying to be extra nice in the yeah. space. And I'm, right. I'm interested in everybody's. No, listen, man, I'm a black man. I'm jumping in another space so I can build opportunity and wealth. And that's where I see these tools at. But at the same time, what I have a best interest in this space is that I'm actually an artist. Right? I'm actually a designer. And I'm actually a creator. So this space was made for people like myself. You see the freedom is giving us back. Absolutely. Freedom for yeah. sure. Yeah. A person that it's no such thing as too many ideas anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and NFTs stand for non-fungible tokens. So it's not the same thing as Bitcoin where you're exchanging it for something of equal value. Because it's non-fungible token, it essentially means that this thing has its own unique value. You understand correct, me? Correct. So you can't exchange it for something that is of the same thing, right? It's a unique asset that allows you to be able to take... Essentially, this is the way I want people to understand it. It is a platform for content creators. When we talk about art, artist content, mm -hmm. right? You're talking about pictures, images, videos, whatever you put in, it's content, Right. And then there's even larger, broader senses of how it can be utilized as contracts to connect to things. Yeah. So, number one, an NFT gives the creator the opportunity to create wealth substantially forever. You get to own your own masters. And you coming in the game owning your own masters and creating your own terms of negotiation for any and everything that you sell. The artists have been robbed for so many years because somebody else, number one, we never understood the language. So they gave us contracts to where we didn't understand what was being set in there. We read them. We thought it was a great opportunity. We gave them access to all our art. You understand me? We gave them access to all our creativity. Right. And they owned it. And today, artists are doing what? Fighting for their masters. You understand me? Right. And they fighting their masters for their masters. So now the masters get the masses get to come in as masters, owning their masters. Saying that, nah, the only person I'm negotiating with is the other person that's buying it. Right. You understand me? So if today I take a crown and I take a crown 
and I have a unique crown and I'm only going to make 19 of these crowns, right? And it's made of silk, it's gold, it has a completely new design. And I say for each person, I'm going to put a picture of it. I'm going to put a digital picture and it's going to have this beautiful spinning crown. Yeah. And the person buys that crown, the picture of it, the digital picture. It's a beautiful art. They like the art just because the art was amazing, right? right. right. They go right. put it on their wall digitally in virtual reality. We get into that. Right. But <laughs> now, every time a person buys that picture, you can now own a physical crown that come along with it. Because I believe that the best models for these NFTs is to equip them with a physical asset as well. It gives them real intrinsic value. Because now they're backed by something. And you can prove it. That's the best part about it. Like, it's non-debatable. Yeah. Like, so, I don't, I don't want to... It's like a dollar. A dollar not backed by anything. So when people kind of sell these, these digital products that's not backed by nothing, it's backed by just like a belief system the same way a dollar is. You correct. understand me? The blood, sweat, and tears of the people without any real intrinsic value, meaning the value can never go down to zero. Right? So when you apply, you know, financial literacy to it as well, then you start to come up with more sustainable models in this NFT world, right? So for me, I want everything, and this is what I want people to think about, is having everything back with a physical item. So now I'm thinking about the person that owns this digital asset also owns a physical asset that correlates with it. The same way if I give you a dollar, and imagine that we put every dollar in the world as an NFT, but every dollar that you own represents physical gold. So now I want to own one of these digital dollars because it's backed by gold. But just like today, we got numbers as credit, right, in, in, in transactions, but they're not backed by anything. So it literally decreases in value over time instead of increasing value over time, right? So that's the beauty of the correlation of NFTs being backed by physical assets. Now, can you all give me a little history of NFTs? NFTs. So um, I know when they was talking about NFTs about a year ago, they was, you know, saying that NFTs are something that they don't see being around too long. Mm. Who's going to believe in it? You know, what's going to make it boom? Who's going to be crazy enough to buy it? And now it's the conversation, you know, um, it's the conversation. It's, it's giving freedom back to the content they. creators. I hate they. You know who they are? The haters every year. Yeah. That's T-H-E-Y, yeah. the haters every year. They always yeah. saying something ain't going to last. Always, <laughs> every time. I mean, they, they say the same thing about the internet. You know, yeah. I live with the internet at. Right. When you look at, like, blockchain as a whole, like, you know, the same thing. It's like the same feeling, you know, as the internet. Right. Um, so when you, you look at NFTs, it's like NFTs been around, you know, for years. But it's just now because of everything that's going on in the marketplace, more people they hearing about it, more people getting involved in it now because you know when you see uh, uh, when you see an influencer, um, you know, make millions overnight, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Of course, yeah. you gonna it's gonna you know people yeah, people love about, results, like, man. Okay, people going on? can't deny results, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, Right, and that's another thing about the NFTs. Like you had some that was selling, but you wasn't even seeing press about it. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like it didn't exist because you know, um, in this blockchain space, a lot of the art, you know, a lot of the art, and a lot of the collectibles in this space was uh, was mainly bought by you know, 
the programmers, the, the people who in the technology space, you know, who, who had access to uh, the cryptocurrency and then the people who were just participating in the cryptocurrency space. So uh, now that we have, now that we're getting closer to, closer to uh, mass adoption of cryptocurrency, even though it's still like, Nowhere near what one percent of the world really. Thinks. Yeah, it's like, still not penetration. It's nowhere near where where it's gonna be. But um, when you're looking at what's going on in the markets, when you look at you know uh uh you know the GameStop situation, all that type of shit, you know, people are, you know, people didn't want to question a lot of things before. People didn't want to think for themselves. And now you know it's coming to the point where you either gonna it's it's like a line drawing. You either gonna go this way or that way. What you gonna do? You know, you're gonna figure you either gonna do for self or you're gonna be, you know, I don't even gotta say what else, you know. You're gonna either do yeah. for self or, or else. <laughs> so so me? I wanna I wanna get more deep into the educational side on the on the NFTs, right? Because right. people still don't understand uh, what an NFT is, right? And and most of it because of this language that when you force to learn somebody else's language instead of the way that you understand it, mm-hmm. it makes it harder, right? Because Correct. you have people who adapt to this language in the NFT, but really they're defining it in the way that they believe it is. Right. Right. So as like a non-fungible token, you're talking about the real technical definition of what an NFT is and the technology mm-hmm. behind it. And then you have to understand that you're taking creative works and you're attaching it to a blockchain and the blockchain is simply a system that documents everything. Correct. You understand me to make sure that it can't be duplicated and it's essentially real. It validates and verifies this thing that you put up. I put one picture up, only one picture exists, right? Mm-hmm. So if you see somebody else that has a picture but don't have the transaction record attached to that picture, when I put it up there, then that lets me know that that's fake. Right. You understand me? So the real one has real value because of its ability to be verified. Right. You understand me? And so when you take your work and you can attach it to an NFT and you can verify this documentation, it acts as a system of value, of verification. So now with this blockchain system, and this is, you know, blockchain is going to be used for so many different things as we continue for mass adoption and figuring out ways to, to utilize it. I think NFTs have been one of the best use cases thus far for the blockchain, improving its real world value on a mass level. It, it, it first, of course, jumped into the art world, right? Because art is one of the interesting industries of anyway. Mm-hmm. Number one, you have the starving artists, right? Paradigms always go through this flip. And, and this is one of the things that people need to understand. The creators are in control now. Mm-hmm. You understand me? Everybody that was behind the scenes can now be in front of the scenes. You understand? It, essentially, it's like you flipping the camera on yourself, Right? And this is going to happen for every industry, right? Every paradigm flips. It happens all the time. And we happen to be living in an age of polarization and and things flipping around. So if that's the case and we say, okay, well, the person that was making the graphics behind the artist at first, the influencer or the rapper or wherever it is, now they say, well, why would I go to you when I had to put my art out because there was no opportunities for me to be the main stage. So instead of me spending eight hours to create something for you, I can spend it to create something for me, put it on a platform and get paid more than you ever would have paid me. So yeah. now when you go try to hire that same artist, they say, nah, bro, I'm busy. You understand me? Now imagine imagine what that's going to do for producers yeah. who, 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 who struggling to get paid for their beats. 
Yeah. That, that's going to revolutionize the game. You know, like, it's one of them things where, like you said, they don't have to worry about making that sale or getting paid, you know, uh, this much for the cover art. They can put this up as a piece of art and then have equity in it as it gets resold over and over. Uh, you know, NFT, you, you can kind of look at an NFT as a, uh, as a, um, it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. It's proof of ownership. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's the receipt as well, a digital receipt that you can pull up in your wallet and, and show somebody. It's just like inside. It's when proof. You inside, yeah, it's, it's proof. So I'm going to read this real quick. It say, how do they work? And it say, to understand how creative works get tied to NFT, one has to understand exactly how an NFT functions. NFTs are unique crypto tokens that are managed on the blockchain. The blockchain acts as a decentralized ledger that tracks ownership and transaction history of each NFT, which is coded to a unique ID and other metadata that no other token can replicate. This process gives the NFT the attributes of originality and scarcity that makes them so attractive when coupled with digital media. NFTs are coded with software code called smart contracts that govern aspects like varying the ownership and managing the transferability of NFTs. In reality, one can almost look at music downloads as NFTs as well, right? Because like when you go stream some music and download it, you don't have the ability to like send that to somebody else to download the same exact thing, mm -hmm. nope. right? So it's the same thing on how music has been so safe throughout the years is that you're talking about when I go to iTunes and I download music, it's only going to my phone. It's not going to your phone and his phone and Correct. every other phone. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with that. Like when, when artists are able to like upload music form of like NFT but like have the music actually stream and uh, the actual uh, fan right that's streaming the music can actually like be rewarded for their streaming it. So they're getting So they money. have they have platforms like that where you get paid for listening well, yeah, to music. Basic, basic attention token I know is like one uh, yeah. with I don't know if it's for music, but like it's for the brave, uh, brave browser. Yeah, brave browser. No, nah, it's a, it's another website. I I gotta pull it up through my notes later. But yeah, there's like, so, and but to your point though, yes, I don't want to get off subject. I want to stay on subject. Right, right. To your point though, yeah, in the music world, everything was shipped as well. That's why I tell people to think about it as just content rather mm -hmm. than art and mm -hmm. digital art. It's like you, you minimizing the space when really it's, it's so much, much more broader. Right. But this happened to every space. And the mindset of getting into this space is to stay creative. Right. Mm -hmm. The moment you start using it how people tell you to use it, you lost your creativity. You're thinking technical, right? right? And so you have to stay abstract in all your ideas on how you can go in there and use the tools. Right. Think about it as technology and use it however the way you want to. Right. The most innovative player and the most creative players are the ones who are going to win out in the end. Me, after I shut down this live, I'm going to go into some of the ways I plan on using it, some of my business model theories, and some of the creative utility cases that I think can happen um, later on. Um, but I want to get more into the education as we buckle down, because we will probably edit some of this and, and really just have blocks of information that a person can go back, take notes, and understand it, and then they can move forward. So it's say like any other software, NFTs can be further explained beyond the basics of ownership and transferability to also include a variety of other applications and functionality, including those linking to some 
including those leaking the NFT to some other digital asset. For example, a smart contract, hey, y'all lame, could be written to automatically allocate a portion of the amounts paid for any subsequent sale of the NFT back to the original owner, thus giving the owner an ability to realize the benefits of secondary marketplace. So secondary marketplace is probably one of the best use cases of it as well. So now you go on and, you know, you sell one th something one time and that goes into the reseller market of like shoes, right? So instead of uh, um, Yeezys being on the market and somebody reselling and he only got paid the base price, the principal amount that or, or where he regularly sold them at, now he gets a cut every time they resold. Right. And for the most part, I don't even think the resellers would mind it because it still be verified as real. Right. And that gives more validity to it because there is this fake market out there. Yeah. So like if resellers can figure out a way to be able to create smart contracts that link verification that these are real shoes and it also eliminates the big ass China bootleg market, it actually brings more value to what you sell it. Yep. Right. Yep. So it's like even ideas like that are going to revolutionize the world and authenticity is going to be one of the biggest things that people are looking for. How do I verify this is real? Mm -hmm. The bootleg market is going to have a hard ass time when you ain't like, wait a minute. Oh, no, nah, yeah. bro, I need to see the transaction code on this. Yeah. You understand me? Where's where's your blockchain record? Mm -hmm. You understand yeah. me? Like every single thing in the world, I believe at some point in time is going to need verification. I need to know this is real. Like bootlegging is going to be such a, it's going to be like outlawed. You know what I'm saying? And like brands are going to be even bigger because it's going to be like, oh, I know that's real. I know you do it. That it's like a guarantee. I know everything is real because now everything is verified. You understand me? Like everything has a blue check now, basically. Right. That's how you can kind of think of I mean, NFTs. You can really do that with like AR. Yeah. Say somebody got a shoe on. Ooh, you I like where you're going with this. You know what I'm saying? If somebody just pull their phone out, and like they gonna know based off of like what we talking about NFTs, like it's on the blockchain, so they can pull their phone out and you know it can interact with you know a, a photo on a shirt or a shoe. Mm. That you know, that's cold. That's cold. So, yeah. Nah, that's cold. So you mean that? Imagine this, and this is a fun thought. I'm, I'm seeing somebody, they got some nice kicks on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I pull up my phone, yeah. and the AR thing don't yeah. pop up. <laughs> what are those? You know what I'm saying? Like, now I know this is fake. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's imagine that. Oh, that's going to be love. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you wearing that fake-ass crown. That ain't from Keys. Yeah. <laughs> His message did not pop up and say this is a verified crown. Yeah, it could be a message like yeah. it could be anything. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be verified. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the new diamond test which is the intellectual. That's that's love. That's love. Y'all y'all stop listening, man. This is too this is too much heat for y'all. Stop listening. That's the new diamond tester right now, man. Yeah, no, I like that. The diamond tester. You know what I'm saying? I need to know this is real. All right, so I'm gonna finish this last paragraph. It says, Thus, when someone makes or mints an NFT, they are writing the underlying smart contract code that governs the NFT qualities, yep. which are added to the relevant blockchain where the NFT is managed. Many blockchains can be used to manage NFTs, including Ethereum, 
with its long-established ERC-721 and ERC-1155 smart contract standards. Study that. Flowchain and WAX are all of which are similar processes. Notably, certain NFT marketplaces only function with certain blockchains. And so the choice of blockchain to use for an NFT can have real commercial implications for the seller, right? So, you know, it's a lot going on. You understand me? And it's a lot to be understood. And also understanding why is NFTs becoming so popular right now is because of the wild success stories that you're seeing behind it. You have artists like Beeple. And Beeple been around for over 12 years giving out free content. So he's been building up a lot of brand equity before he just sold something. I believe that was his first time selling digital art. You understand me? He's selling physical art at first. So even having his first physical art sale on his NFT was also a history that was connected to a moment which also increased the value. But he he had his own community. He was able to create his own hype. You understand me? And so you can see long-term value when you buy something like that. But if I go buy just some regular person's NFT, why is it valuable? Right. Right? Like, I've seen right. digital pictures before. You understand me? So, everybody's flooding the space because it's a gold rush. But then, it's also the, because I don't know if it might be valuable, do I want to take my money, spread it across to see which one to go up, kind of like cryptos when it was at a penny? Because I could be buying the most valuable artist in the world, and I don't know. You understand me? So what you have to do is, yes, there's going to be some risk that you take with it. There's going to be education that you have to do. And how do you know if somebody has a story and has value? Study the artist. Before you just buy the art, study the artist. Right? Study their track record. Study their history. Study their plan that they have for their art. Because in 10 years is what you're looking at. Art is a game of appreciation. You understand me? So if you buy an art, your question is, Will this go up in value for the next 10, 20 years? You're not just selling art to sell it, right? Like, these are things that storehouse of value, right? So if I bought it at $100, it should still be worth $100 10 years or it should be worth more. Right. Not that if I buy it at $100 in 10 years, it's worth zero, right? You just threw money away and it just took you longer to realize the depreciation of it. You understand me? So your goal now is to study, study, study. So what I would do is this, look up the early projects of NFTs, like CryptoPunks, right? Mm -hmm. CryptoPunks were the first ones minted as the NFTs. Mm -hmm. Now, CryptoKitties, yeah, CryptoKitties going crazy right now. CryptoPunks is expensive as hell right now too, yeah, you understand yeah. me? But I, that's a project uh, that I think... It's going to make sense. It's 10,000 unique collectible cares with proof of ownership stored on the Ethereum blockchain. But why? They have a relevance because it's directly tied to the history of it. Right? So some of these um, crypto punks, some of the prices of them, and I'm going to go down. And they, they're applicable to the metaverse too. Like, you know. Yeah. So you can buy, I think the lowest one right now is at let me see, thirty-three thousand. Let me see. One of the highest at one hundred and sixty-nine thousand. We could probably find one even actually lower than that. I'm sure. But here's the thing about it: it's ten thousand of them. The space is still growing. It's still not real penetration. 
But imagine in 50 years, this is the biggest space in the world, right? And you own one of the first original NFTs, yep. you understand me, ever. And you have to think about it like, wow, I remember in 2021, I could have bought one for $33,000. That's the long half. Right? Mm -hmm. Not knowing that now here I am in 2053, <laughs> and these goddamn things is worth $500 million because now they're digital museums. Yeah. That they tell the tale, the history of it. This is the first art. It's like the first art of the internet, essentially. <laughs> You understand me? That has a record. So when you think of it like that, now it has story. It has value to it. You understand me? And now you're talking about 2053. You walk in somebody's house, you got on your virtual context, and they got a crypto punk picture hanging on the wall. You understand me? Like that's like walking in and they got a Bosky yeah, out right they're there. Really, they're really flexing on you. Like, Super flexing. Yeah. And you ask them how you get it. Oh, my my pops bought this for thirty three thousand. Thirty three, man. That's that's like one percent of a Bitcoin. That's how they gonna be talking. Like, damn. That's all. How many they pay? Oh, they paid a, a lot of Satoshis. They paid a hundred thousand Satoshis. Oh man. Learn what Satoshis is. That's another thing you gotta understand. You understand me? Sidebar. Satoshis are are like pennies to a dollar. And a dollar is Bitcoin, right? It may take 100 pennies to make $1 the same way it takes, you understand me, the amount of Satoshis to make one Bitcoin, right? So you don't have to own a whole dollar, but if you got 50 cents, you still have some value, right? Now, the same way you ain't got to be a millionaire, but if you got $100,000, you understand me, you're still pretty good. So the average person that may be thinking that they have to buy a whole Bitcoin, you don't, right? But you may want to get you some of some Toshis so that you at least got $100,000. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Because yeah. when you do the metrics in the future, you actually only need to own way less than that. When you think about the amount of Bitcoins there are per person on the planet Earth. You understand me? And it's not going to be done mining to 2000, uh, 2140. But the squeeze of Bitcoin is going to happen way before that because we almost ran out of Bitcoins <laughs> and they're going to become harder and harder to actually mine. Right. But that's a sidebar. Understand the Satoshis. As my brother Idris said, you can have a billion Satoshis and be a billionaire. Hey, because being a billionaire is having a billion of something. Correct. You understand me? Correct. So understand the game. <laughs> right? But I'll do a breakdown in my 2053 wealth plan and wealth strategies on exactly how much Bitcoin that each black family should hold for their 2053 wealth plan. But back to... Um, NFTs. What are some projects that you all have seen in the NFT world that you think are worth looking into? Mm. It's a lot. Uh, I just want one. I've been, uh, <laughs> you mean like as far as art, just art, just in general? Or just something? general. Like the average so, person don't know nothing about it. They so just want some. I mean, little Bitcoin just dropped something that was pretty, like, it was pretty dope when he did with that. Being with the first artist, yeah, I was the the largest platform to uh, first repost little Bitcoin, little Bitcoin, <laughs> little Bitcoin, and Bitcoin. which I believe I don't know who that is, but I think it's a collective of artists. Right. You understand me? That's creating their own art, just uh, anonymously. You understand me to push it out there. So you got an artist, 
uh, a musical artist, graphic artist, and you got the community that decided to create a small little conglomerate to mastermind and push it out there. That's the way I see the project, which yeah. is which is cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, I mean more so like not art projects per se, like but like like how CryptoPunks is. You understand me? Okay, or okay, what's they got okay. one called Meta Mask or oh, yeah. Ash Mask? Okay. So you talking about like that level. I yeah. would say, um, uh, you know, we we really uh, really immersed in like the metaverse. So yeah. Um, so what is a metaverse? Um, and you could talk to the people. So so look, I don't know the real definition fact. for it yet. I'm, like, I'm so look so so metaverse is uh, it's a virtual world that is uh, it doesn't refresh. It's a uh, it's on, it's ongoing, you know, at all times, like the real world. So, uh, a great example of a metaverse that people are already familiar with is uh, Fortnite. It's always going, 24 hours mm. a day. So, now, it's a now, duplication it, of real life, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Now, these different uh, metaverses all have different characteristics and limitations. So, that's what makes each one unique. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, like, you know, people been immersed in them and didn't know it. But, you know, like, when you look at online gaming, online gaming was, like, you know, uh, one of the first steps really into the metaverse. And um, essentially, looking at what it is, it's a, it's a metaverse, but, like, the metaverses that we talking about are the metaverses that's on the blockchain. That's mm -hmm. what that's what's really, um, you know, fueling these NFT sales. Right. You know, um, and, 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 you know, I... I see artists all the time and I see, um, you know, content creators all the time, you know, go right into these metaverses and find art and find new arts, you know. Uh, it's just like the real world. You're going through galleries, but so you think about these metaverses, it doesn't even have to be a gallery. It could, it's NFTs built, you know, coded all throughout these metaverses. So imagine a virtual version of Times Square and instead of you seeing that big screen, you seeing that big screen and it's an NFT. It's no difference. You see it the same. It's moving, but when you click on it, now you can buy it right off the big display. Mm. As soon as you buy it, another one's going to be there. Mm. And, you know, we can get real creative with NFTs. We can use them as billboards in the metaverses. We can use them as announcements. We can use them um, as uh, different ways to output messages um, on the side of buildings and things of that sort. So, so it's like a simulation. Yeah. Like the exactly. simulation yes. theory itself, yes. you understand me? Yes. Is is the the never ending simulation that essentially they say that we live out of simulation. It's like when you turn your head, you understand me, yeah. this way and that way. Yeah. Did anything exist this way, or did it only exist because of your observation of it, right? right. And you can never move fast enough to where reality don't exist. You understand right. me? If you play a game, it when you look around, the universe is created. You understand right. me, but what what is behind the actual player? Nothing, right? Right. Behind him only exists when he turns around. You know what made me realize that, bro? When I really started getting into um, uh, like three D modeling, and mm. I seen that. Okay, there's a camera right here. Yeah. All I gotta do is put a backdrop, put some three D models, set the lighting, and only this exists. But when I when I render it as a video. It's gonna look like, you know, it's gonna look like how this is gonna look on camera. But around it, it's just nothing but open space. So when it comes to um, even like when you speak on uh, spatial reality, 
you know, um, that's a great way to look at it. You know, spatial reality ties right into that. And um, even when we spoke on hyper-reality at one point in time, um, you know, that's eventually where it's going to get with us being able to have regular glasses and contacts that are going to be infused with augmented reality. Yeah, you know, spatial architecture is a very interesting idea. Um, this is what people have to understand. And, and this is something that's really important for people to think of. If I have glasses, just like I got these on, right? Mm -hmm. I put them on, and when I put them on, if you build... So imagine if this is actually digital, right? But the only reason you can see it's in my hand right now, it's not really in my hand. But if you put on the glasses, mm -hmm. it's in my hand, right? So everybody puts the glasses on, the phone is in my hand. Now, everything that the phone does, you can see. If I turn it on, if I FaceTime somebody, if I turn it around, I can't physically feel the weight, but the digital property is there, mm -hmm. right? So as I move it around, it moves. If I drop it, it yep. falls, right? Now, imagine that same principle. You walk in the room, the, all of the walls around you are blank. But you put the glasses on, yeah. and all of the paint on the walls come alive. The paintings are there. The furniture is there. There's TVs there, mm -hmm. just like this TV is, and it has a program on it. Yeah. But imagine this, secondary. So imagine when you walk in there, the experience is different for everybody. Right now, what if you got the diamond experience? Because you're rich, right, it gives you access to see the world differently on how everybody else sees it. Mm -hmm. So when you walk in a room, it's going to be more plush for you. You understand me? You're going to have access to different literature that may be on the, <laughs> on the table. You can open yeah. certain exclusive books. Yeah. The programming may be different on a yeah. TV. Yeah. All of these sort of different things, right? But you, you got the bronze version, mm -hmm. right? So it's going to be bare minimum when you walk in the room. You understand me? It might be bad news on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So access will be the big thing. So now, yeah. but imagine this. I'm a digital architect. So let's say the same way you go and buy digital land. I bought the ability to buy this digital landscape and built the architecture for it. So when you walk outside, you now see... It, it, it layered on top of the buildings, it looks like ancient Egypt. It looks like a utopian built like off Wakanda, right? And because you have these contacts in on these glasses in, that's only the world you see. Like you said, it have billboards uh, representing black businesses or whatever it may be. Like your world is specifically customized, right, to whatever filter you want to put on reality now. So when people walk outside, they're literally experiencing different worlds. Yeah. And so imagine if a famous artist decides that they're going to architect entire cities, right? To where you walk outside, all of your experience in that city is curated by this specific architect. You understand me? And he goes and get a contract with the city right. so he can architect everything in the city. Graffiti no longer matters because right. people don't even see it. Right. You understand me? Like, it's going to be amazing if the whole city can just be, matter of fact, painted all white mm -hmm. and so that the experience of each user can be amplified and customized to whatever experience level that their spatial reality set allows them to have. I, look, I just got a download live right here. Um, so, you know how Google, uh, you know how they got the Google Maps with the AR and you can see... Like let's say you I don't know somebody said the four folks gonna get ass nonstop. 
<laughs> they gonna get ass nonstop. Oh yeah, <laughs> you walk yeah. in a room, it's all ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's messed up because that's really real. Yeah, but now nah, look, I seen, I see. Um, all right, so you know how like if you got the AR version hooked up on the phone, it actually pops up mid air, turn left. So I feel like that's another. That's gonna be another advancement in the metaverse when we building out like how you just said. Building out whole cities on top of the cities that we already got in uh in right. AR. Right. But make it a metaverse. Right. On top of what we already see. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's right. gonna go there. And and that makes so much sense to me because also with artists, right? Right. I create a digital sculpture. Mm-hmm. And if I create this digital sculpture, right? And let's say you buy this beautiful sculpture, it's hundred feet high or ten feet, whatever it is. Now you own it. And I only made one. Mm-hmm. But this is made from like the dopest artists in the world. People trying to get their hands on these sculptures, like the little clauses, right? Even though those are everywhere. So now let's say that this digital sculpture is like moving, it's beautiful, it's crystalline, it's made to like it made to virtually replicate the beginning of the universe or something. I mean, it's amazing. It's so detailed, you think you're watching a star being born. So people want to get their hands on this because this artist spent all these hours to duplicate it. He used all this software. He used all this data. And like it has so much value because it's scientifically accurate, the whole nine. So you buy this birth of this star, right? And wherever you have it is the only place it can actually exist. Even if somebody tries to duplicate it, they have to literally go through the whole process of actually building the whole thing, right? So now you're renting this out. You bought it, but now you're renting it out. So let's say if somebody wants to rent out your star, you understand me? Oh, yeah, I'm going to charge you 10000 for three hours if you want to set this in the middle of your party. You understand me? Because everybody going to come in there with their glasses on, and they're going to be coming in there watching this star being born through this process, right. and it's going to be beautiful, and they're going to have access to it. Right, and I want my party to pop when you come in there with your virtual glasses on or your spatial reality experience. Right. So now you can rent my star, mm-hmm. sitting there for three hours, then it disappears mm-hmm. and then it's back. But it's only one. So now people know the value of it is is not that this star is everywhere in everybody's party. It's literally only there in your party, not and that's fungible. what gives it value. Yeah, not, not fungible. fungible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is how we have to think when it comes to the future and when you start to think about business models and you start thinking about the real tangible value that these assets have. But it goes back to like what you were saying, like the metaverse being, I mean, uh, yeah, the metaverse building these like metaverses on top of like, you know what I'm saying, metaverse. Because this turns into a physical building right here, but like when you put the glasses on. And you, you know what I'm saying, whatever you're seeing on the wall or whatever's there, like that is there. NFTs and imagine that being uh, integrated with like, you know, whatever the platform is going to be, like MetaMask or whatever, whatever. Then you just walking through yeah. it with your glasses on it. Because, like, you know, like with AR, you know how they got, you know, the multiple forms of AR. You got the object tracking, image tracking, you know, ground tracking. Now, they got geographical, uh, you know, geographical geographically located AR too. Right. Just like, okay, how Nipsey had the marathon store mm-hmm. and it was only, you could only get this experience at the marathon store. That's that's gridlock. That's, you know what I'm saying? Unless you actually bought the product, right. you wanted to get the experience there, that was gridlock to that one location and you can do that. You can implement that with AR. Mm-hmm. So 
um, that's going to definitely be the next step towards the metaverse being built on top of the world in AR. And what so we already got visual, virtual reality or uh, the, the, the uh, what's the projections called? Like with the Tupac uh, holograms. holograms yeah. Like we forgetting about that technology. Right. You understand me? And that ain't even really be implemented. We seen Tupac was the first. The first we heard about holograms. I mean, we knew about oh, it yeah, through yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. But like actually seeing it was Tupac. Yeah. That's crazy, right? Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But when we, we, that technology didn't disappear, it's going to be integrated heavy into this space. You understand me? Yeah. So imagine when that technology, especially with 6G, which is the next wave coming, right. it's going to make technology like this so easy to have access to. So I'm sitting here with y'all holograms. I'm no longer doing a podcast with y'all in yeah. person. I just you understand me? I'm, I'm hologrammed everywhere. But if my hologram is not fungible as well, it gives value to that to say that I'm just not having pre-recorded holograms in 10 different meetings at once. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or like my hologram is not speaking at 10 different schools on pre-recorded. This is a non-fungible hologram. It's only one of me that exists as my hologram. Mm -hmm. And wherever it is, is the same as having me there. You understand me? So now you got to pay me to have the same amount of money to have my hologram there as it is to have me there. I just got a crazy dialogue. Y'all start talking about holograms. So, Pete did. So, like, imagine this, bro. Like, you know how they got, uh, <laughs> so they got, like, 2K, right? Like, the game 2K. Like, mm -hmm. so, like, imagine holograms, bro, in a, in a, in a facility like American Airlines, right? And we know how real, like, the graphics is now. So, like, imagine that and somebody controlling and actually having people, like, sitting down. <laughs> Wow, like oh, you are another one with that game. one. Like, that's man, cold. Like it's a real that's cold. NBA game, though. Yeah. That's cold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, cold. nah, yeah, for real. That's cold. For real, like, bro, you sitting there, and you, uh, uh, so like, I mean, gaming is gonna be a crazy thing, yeah. right? <laughs> Playing with real live big ass characters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, all you would need, you. So let's take an actual basketball court. Right, y'all yeah, right. sitting in the stands with your controller, yeah, yeah, and you right. controlling these big ass players that's really playing a game in front of y'all. Like it's gonna be crazy, and that's why number one, everybody needs to trademark and copyright everything about themselves: their audio, yep. their bodies, their voices, their every single thing about yourself. You understand me? Because you never know how valuable your likeness is going to be in the future, right? Especially NBA players and sports entertainers and yeah. things of that nature, which is almost too late for a lot of them, right? Yeah. The NBA got a contract on these boys, and they don't even realize that they're going to be able to make so much money off them for the next 100 years. Because when you can make a digital imprint of this person, the physical value, that don't even matter. But at the same time, their contracts do run out, Right. So they might want to look into that and see where are the loopholes to where when do you own yourself again? Because that data of your actual body and the download of who you are, if the NBA could sell that the same way they selling Top Shot NFTs yeah. Yeah, to where they selling those crazy. the same way they sell baseball cards where yeah. you're buying a 60-second clip of somebody shooting. Now, I'm not going to talk about my idea I have for them, and this is something that I actually talked with. Did I tell... Oh, no, no, I didn't tell Kyrie this one. But this is, a, this is the idea that I have for the NBA on how they can change the game. I'm going to tell these people for the class. I ain't giving y'all this strategy. Everything can't go on a lot. You know what I'm saying? This is, 
There's a billion dollars right here. This is, <laughs> I ain't even like, I even know you're still on live. There's so much game on this. Yeah, it's a lot of game. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm glad it's only 200 people. So if it was yeah, more, I would have cut it off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, cause, cause it's it's so much I can go with this subject. Matter of fact, join the BWO. You get access to a full clip. Everything we're gonna talk about. Cause I want to act up and just go full range with this. Right. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. This 19 keys. Today, tonight is the last night to join and have off. The NFT talk will be different in here. I promise you, nobody's going to talk to NFTs like we talk about it. Nobody go give you the game because it's all based on creativity. You understand me? And the impact of the most creative minds are the ones who learn how to utilize the tools in the best ways. Everybody has access, but not everybody has creative ability. I didn't leave it like that. Everybody has access, <laughs> but not everybody has the keys. Tap in. I like that one better, y'all. <laughs> all right, definitely not saving that. Mm -mm. So, all right, here's my idea for the NBA. So, imagine, and it's a simple one. Um, instead of them selling the NF NBA Top Shops, because I talked to KD about it, and he said he didn't really know nothing about it that much. He ain't, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's exactly nah. what the fuck I told him. That's crazy. Like, that don't make no sense, right? But they can change the game with this, pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because they can go in their backyards, right, and they can film themselves training. They could, they could, KD could call up Kyrie and they could have a two-on-two. -two, you understand me? And they can sell the highlights, right, to their backyard games as NFTs, which would be more valuable than any, the, even the NBAs because they're going to be more rare. Yeah. Especially, like, if you're selling mystery packs and it's stuff that nobody in the world has ever seen. You understand me? So now you got these blacktop these NFTs. You understand me? I don't know, like... You might sell you you might sell a game. KD was 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 playing against um um a, a, a shootout with um uh, uh, Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Yeah. and we don't know who won. It's and an we NFT. Them, we get to see them ball like and one with no rules. Yeah, bro. that right there. Yeah. That's a way more valuable NFT than a top shot. That's yeah. way more. That's something that I buy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, like, even when you just explained it, I was like, damn, I would actually purchase that. Yeah, that's why I want to talk about it on there. But, yeah. I, I, yeah, you can, you can buy the knowledge. You know what I'm talking about? But that's game, right? And that's the same game that uh, in, in, in college players can start thinking about as well. You understand me? Because they don't have the ability to make money on their highlights. But I'm sure there's ways you can get around that, right, with this NFT game that they oh, can figure out. Oh shit! It is. It's multiple ways around it because you're not uh, NFTs. It's it's on a completely different system. You know what I'm saying? We're not spending notes. We're right. Spending the U.S. notes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying this on the blockchain. So yeah. They got full control over it. You and know what I'm saying? you don't have to get your money yet. Yeah, you just got to be strategic about how you maneuver in the space, like as a college athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so as a like, college athlete, here's the thing: you can't directly get compensated during your time. As a college player for anything, right now, right, you can if you get, yeah. But but I'm saying if you if you get creative with it, right. So imagine you, my brother. I play college sports. You filmed me. 
You understand me? Now, I'm letting you sell my highlights, right? But at the same time, my contract with you is the fact that as soon as I'm in the NFL, then I need my coins. Or as soon as I'm done playing for the uh, NCAA, that's what it's called, right? I don't be watching that shit. Mm. As soon as I'm done playing for the NCAA, I want my coins. But the whole time, you selling highlights of me. Number one, they should be doing that now. That somebody else set up the YouTube channel. <laughs> you understand me? Have somebody else doing it. But of course, they'll probably get caught up in the game. But it's different on the blockchain. It's it's different That's rules. What I'm it's, it's, hard. it's it's completely like, different rules. Yeah, if you, you move got, strategically yeah, with yeah. that on the blockchain, is no way nobody can touch you on that shit. Yeah. Yeah, because and, and that's how they need the to notes. think. You know what I'm saying? You're not spending the U.S. dollar. That's a fucking note. You're not spending that shit. You're not yeah. That it's like, bro, I didn't make any dollars. Yeah. I just made it crypto. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't even recognize I, crypto. I, all you need access to is a wallet that's, that's you got the motherfucking private key and the seed phrase to that motherfucker. And you decentralized. 100% decentralized. Yeah. So you can have 54 million sitting in assets in that, in that wallet. You can have your crypto Maybe. kitties in there. You can have your, your, yeah. your tokens in there. As long as you're not spending the notes. Oh, people you know can saying? pay you in art. How can you yeah. measure the value of art? Yeah. You understand me? That was the whole thing my brother Chris Cole broke down. He said when he was doing uh, the mining thing, he heard somebody that, like Katrina hit, they lost their mining facility and the insurance didn't pay out. You understand me? You might be talking about a $10 million facility, but they didn't really, it wasn't the insurance people fought. They just didn't have a way of understanding the value mm -hmm. of the mining facilities at the time. Right. Right. And that's sort of the same thing right now is to say that, okay, um, this person uh, 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 got a uh, crypto kitty or crypto punk or crypto kitty from somebody, but that was their form of payment, Right. But right now, there's no way of measuring that that's a million dollars that they just got, right? No, so, based on the way that the system is set up, cryptocurrency has created a loophole for the system. And here's the thing. The initial white paper sparked the thought process of having decentralized currency. Now, people are moving away from this model of thinking because it's... They believe that the more actual regulation it gets, the more stability and, and, and validity it brings to it, which is the antithesis of Bitcoin in the first place, which is which is the crazy part, right? But that's because more common societies picking it up and it was more underground society who made it pop, right? So at first it was the whole proposition that, oh shit, we don't need banks no more. Now the whole proposition is, damn, we need banks to come in so this shit could pop up. Right. And so that's why you have anything time something goes commercial is going to lose its revolutionary right appeal. And now we're just thinking about replacing the currency itself. But you also have to understand that people have to get smarter with this and think about ways to really keep it decentralized and really take the power out the banking systems itself. But cryptocurrency currently has such a relationship with the dollar. And that's the issue. Right. And so the same thing is why the government will want Bitcoin to win, but they first have to connect, truly connect their digital dollar to Bitcoin. You understand me? So now the dollar will be backed by Bitcoin. So they have a vested interest in seeing Bitcoin going up rather than loosening the regulations and allowing people to just buy it and it'd be an asset for every single thing. So anytime they see a new model, they're just setting themselves up to be at a position to play. 
and rule the whole industry. Yeah. They don't care whether it's Bitcoin or whether it's dollar, but they do care whether they rule it all. So it's funny because I, I don't think, I don't even think Bitcoin gonna win just because it's just, it's just like the transaction speed on it is just extremely slow. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, when you think about like, uh, when you think about like fiat money, and this this is crazy because it's like you gotta have some you gotta have like there's gotta be friction you know so it's gotta be some sort of war going on for it to have value you know what I'm saying because it's like I can't walk in the store right now and just grab a loaf of bread off the off the counter and walk out you know what I'm saying without some sort of transaction happening you know what I'm saying like well it depends I, you can go into some of them Amazon AI stores. And you ain't got to do nothing. Well, they already go automatically process the transaction for you just by having your biometrics. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, yeah. That's, yeah, that's on the whole other level. I okay, know about that. That's a whole different level. Now, now, watch this, though. With, with them having the biometrics and all that, right? And we talking about cryptocurrency and being centralized or decentralized. Um, you know. That's, yeah, that's yeah. The they, they, what, yeah. What, what they doing is they getting it to the point where okay, they're not gonna have a choice but to you, go to that. Right, like, you are you know money. Yeah, like see. they'll be able to take the money right out of your wallet because you're gonna be using the, uh, you'll be using a centralized wallet. So if you got a traffic ticket, if you got you know whatever you got going on, they're gonna pull that money right out of there for you because at the end of the day, you're not gonna own those private keys. But if you got a decentralized wallet. Then you won't run into those issues. Let me give you a bigger game than that. So, my brother, me and I just had this podcast, and I can't wait to... And it's terrible. So, we had this conversation about NFTs before this shit blew up. But the recording got lost. Damn. It was so whack because it was crazy. So, we wanted to put this out before the whole craze happened, right? Right, right. So, he was telling me about one functionality of... An invention that he's producing, which are these smart meters that he's going to be putting around different cities, right? Now, one functionality of these smart meters is imagine if a cop pulls you over, right? Um, and they tell you to pull over, and you pull over to one of these smart meters, right? Because both of y'all got an app that tells you when the next one is. So both of y'all pull up, y'all drop to the smart meter. Now, this cop can go to uh, or you can go to uh, the smart meter and it can either read your plate and know exactly who it is, right? It's connected to who you are, your biometrics, your your eyes, whatever it may be, right? So now the cop never has to actually come to your window, right? So the way he was breaking it down to me, and I hope I don't butcher the idea, is to be able to create these contactless stops, right? So... If I if 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 he pull up to the car and it's recording the whole time the smart meter will record the whole transaction and the whole process of what's going on, right? It can open up a camera if you want to on your phone that connects an app to the smart meter. It can verify your eyes to say this is who you are. We already have digital IDs in certain states to where you don't actually have to have a physical one. And they work and they're verified just like a physical one. And so, therefore, the cop never ever has to have interactions with you. But they can verify as you through the app and through the connection of the smart meter that's verified and that are essentially owned by the cities. Now, this same smart meter 
has the ability, let's say, for you to buy cryptocurrency, the ability for you to check social media, it emits Wi-Fi, has all of these different connection points. You can order food, a drone might pull up to it and drop some food off, right? Now, these smart meters, he was talking about the reason that he did it because he was thinking about utilities, right? The same way we used to have a uh, a public utility such as the... Um, um, the, what's the outside phones we used to have? Uh, pay phone. Pay phone, yeah, right? That you didn't actually need to own a phone, but you always had access to one that was outside. You understand me? Or somewhere around. And now with the smart meters, it it allows everybody to have access to the internet. Everybody to have access to the same thing that everybody else has access to. Now he broke down so many more different features and crazy stuff that go along with it. But I thought, and I definitely butchered the point about the police stops because he broke it down in a smooth-ass manner on how it works. But it was basically just a way to create these contactless stops to decrease biasness that happens with the police officers and to create a safe way for them to facilitate that transaction and to have it all completely recorded so biasness and discrimination is taken out of it at all times. And then that kind of goes into the second part where I want to go over it because, you know, um, and, and, and I, I, don't, I don't even want to go into creative strategies yet. I want to go into my investment thesis, which would be a completely different phase of this. And this is my investment thesis for the future, right? As far as the industries that are going to come and the things that we should be looking to invest in and put our money in. And I'm going to read y'all in the definition of investment thesis. And this is not going to be in formal terms of it, right? But it says, an investment thesis is a written document that recommends a new investment based on research and analytics analysis of its potential for profit. Individual investors can use technique to investigate and select investments that meet their goals. Financial professionals use the investment thesis to pitch their ideas. Right now... My particular way of utilizing this investment thesis is through research and observation of the industries that are here, the ones that are come, you understand me, and understanding uh, why they're going to continue to be valuable and the reason why you should put in your money into these industries. Whether you're creating a business around these industries or you're actually investing into stocks or ETFs and things of that nature. And it first brings me to drones. Drones are going to be heavily used in the future. Mm. Heavily used in the future. Yeah. It replaces... What we're trying to do is find faster means of delivery. Mm. Pe the faster we can get some. We want stuff instantly. People are just yeah. crazy, right? We're all speeding up. Right. Yeah. Amazon, they got a whole drone company, you understand me, that they just bought. And it's because... What are they doing right now? They're finding ways to be able to store items at different stores. They're buying stores just so they can use them as warehouses. Yep. So when you buy something, you got access, right? The faster, the better. So if your service is faster than everybody else in the world, guess what? I'm always going to Amazon, right? If I go to Amazon and Amazon drop off something at my door because it's a drone that can deliver it in 20 minutes, I want Amazon. Forget next day delivery. I need <laughs> next hour delivery. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah. Next hour delivery is different when you got a drone. And these drones can drop off a multitude of different things and you can get creative. Of course, there's going to be drone surveillance, right? But drone delivery is going to be a big component when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. 
especially when they started allowing even bigger drones. People thinking about flying cars, but the airspace is going to be filled with all these flying drones. Yeah. Yeah. Cars take up too much goddamn noise pollution mm -hmm. for it really to work the way that we would want it to work. You people see can't how drive. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. People can't drive. Nah. Yeah, I, I can't see. That's why Elon Musk is talking about doing underground instead of above ground. Yeah. So doing this with the drones, you really want to look into drone delivery. You understand me? Uh, because they already got the bots and the little drones that deliver it, like the walking drones. Mm -hmm. You understand me? They already have that as a delivery service, but that will never be as fast as you taking air. They already have in New York, you can be picked up by the little helicopter drones from the airport and dropped off somewhere. You understand now me? Imagine like, when they do the integration with, with the door dashes and all yeah. that, they're going to have to. Yeah. Just to keep up with production. I mean, travel itself is going to be expedited and changed. Nobody wants to wait, take an airplane for 15 hours or 20 hours to go to Africa. So they coming up with planes that can get there in an hour or two. Yeah. You I understand seen, me? Speed, speed, speed. I seen, I seen a concept um, where they built out pretty much an underground uh, pathway tunnel like across the world where people are going to be able to actually... Get in this little capsule, but it's you know it's it's comfortable, or whatever, and it's enough room to be able to move around, and they're actually going to be able to be transported across the world at super high speeds. But the way they got the vibration and uh, I guess the material around it is going to suppress the vibration to where you're not going to feel it, but you're going to be traveling at you know ridiculous speeds. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Um, I forget the name of it, but we we're gonna revisit that. But I um it's a concept I came across, and they already had it built out. Yeah. Um, as far as like a you know 3D representation of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all the things that are now concept models will actually just be reality. Yeah. You understand me? Yeah. So my next thing to go towards is, of course, blockchain. You understand me? Um, blockchain, of course, is the AI government that will run the whole world. You understand me? Like, blockchain is, is essentially artificial intelligence. You understand me? And people don't think of it like that. It's, it's the the greatest technology to hit man, you understand me, since the internet. Um, and it basically, when everything is ran on the blockchain, the blockchain itself will be the world government. You understand me? Because it will govern all systems and transactions and verifications right now. Voting, everything. Voting, everything. Yeah. Currently, who does so, that? The government. So, you know, so like, with, while the... Uh, while the, this last presidential campaign was going on, the last election, like, they had an entire, like, you can look this up, too, um, when they was voting on uh, the Ethereum 2.0 to go to the next block, like, they had an entire election on the Ethereum blockchain where they had an entire country, like, riled up about some voter fraud bullshit. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, they ran an entire election on the Ethereum blockchain yeah, yeah. Okay, you can look it up. It's you on can. YouTube right now. You can look it up, and they show it, and they show the whole like process. They talking about it. And, and 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 I mean, all of the things that involve human error will be placed by machines. It only makes sense if our issue is efficiency and fraud and corruption, and technology can improve those areas. Then all of those will be replaced, and the argument will be that it's more ethical to replace them in the first place. Yeah. You understand me? So we can have truly democratic systems, and the only way we can do that is through machines. Yeah. And so that's yeah. the argument yeah. for having machines run the world because human beings are not as efficient as machines, and our bias always creeps up. So that makes sense, and that brings me to my next one, which is AI, artificial intelligence. 
Artificial intelligence increases the efficiency and effectiveness of business and organizations and operations and institutional power and control. It gives competitive advantage. Mm -hmm. Companies right now that are investing into artificial intelligence, you should invest in them. It's not that the companies need to get better. It's that the artificial intelligence get better at finding and in, in, uh, producing better results for that company. Right? So let's say that you have a company and I have a company. Right. Both of our companies do the exact same things. We go out there, we find issues that customers have and we find why they have these issues. And then we turn that customer into a profit. But I got artificial intelligence. So now I'm utilizing all these data to find way more customers than you are. Right. So now I'm finding all these data points where they're making these customers change. So I'm able to create customer segment models at a much faster rate than this company. It's not that I just became a better company. It's just that I have this artificial intelligence that makes me more effective, right? So now I can do more of what I've been doing. Yeah, which is just who who has the better code because they doing that right now. Yeah, Literally. yeah. Um, what's All the name? big tech companies. What's what's the what's the guy's name? Alex Becker. Mm-hmm. You probably always see his ad. He always talking about AI like uh, uh, tracking, like you know, for like your ads. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's Pixel. like. Yeah, well, it's it's more than just a pixel. I think it's like, uh, I think it's well, like voice recognition voice, and voice all recognition type, you know. on that. So that, it goes back to that. When you got a company that's that's operating off of uh, voice uh, uh, recognition AI, and then you got companies that are utilizing just regular Facebook ads manager. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Based off of interest and pixel, right? The AI, the, the 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 person with the voice recognition Google. AI, along with along with that, uh, along with Facebook Ads Manager and yeah. Instagram, it's gonna it's gonna win that battle because yeah. they got the voice recognition too, and this company may only have just the Facebook Facebook right. Ads I'm, Manager. I'm gonna tell you what bridge for that is uh, so, Siri. You know, like when you look at the integration with Siri being um, locked into people's phones and then Google being a data company. Facebook essentially being a data company, basically. And then all this is integrated with Siri. Um, Siri is basically the uh, the tool that is basically connecting it. That's how that's how them ads, because you got to remember, Instagram is made by Facebook, and they're telling you straight up that, uh, you know, what their policy is and how they're doing, how they collect information and all that type of stuff, um, whether you're active on the app or not, you know. So when you look at things like that, um, these are these apps are contracts too, you know. Once you uh once you agree to participate in these apps, you're um you know you're giving up data. Yeah, you're giving up your data. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and the beautiful thing about the blockchain space, and we talking about artificial intelligence, when we got things like um basic attention token and other projects like that, um that actually paying you for um opting out of being you know bombarded with ads and participating mm-hmm. in their platforms. Um, you know, like a lot, a lot more of these righteous models are gonna basically, you know, wipe out the opposite model. But see, that's why we even gotta pay more attention to these phones we using too, cause it's like, right? They don't got so they don't, you know, what I'm saying the AI, you know, they don't got it to where it's so smart now, where it's like, okay, ain't nobody looking at. Okay, we know, like, oh, we know Facebook is getting our data, and you know, they selling it to. They you building know, up biometric data. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They selling it to the corporations and, you know what I'm saying, the people with businesses. But, like, now it's like, 
we got voice recognition now. Nah, look, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it a step. I'm gonna take it a step further than that. So we gotta know how to maneuver in the phones. You know what I'm saying? To to cut all that off, like if we don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? Look, they got it to the point now where if you if you make certain expressions or reactions to certain posts, they are (laughs) they targeted. They they they're marking that down. You know what I'm saying? They got the AI for that. So it's like you know now they're knowing how to move you. You know what I'm saying? And they and they and they putting that with the voice recognition and, and you know along with the data that they got along with whatever else they you know got you know um, the biometric data is essentially gonna be you know something the one of the main things they're gonna be collecting you know going into this future like it's gonna be deeper than your cookies and your browser history it's gonna be what are you really reacting to what really moves you right um, what are you and consuming are- the most. Those are unconscious things that you don't even know that exactly. you register with. You understand exactly. me? So essentially, they're gonna know you better than you know yourself. Like, well, right. just think about have you have you thought about like a lot of the like we think these fake accounts that's being made. Like when you see people sending you messages about you know what I'm saying, look, somebody created a fake account of you. That's that's it's like not, ten that's, fake keys. That's they're gathering they gather yeah. together in intelligence. Yeah. That's not you know what I'm saying. Somebody's just making a fake account because they want to be nineteen keys. Like no, nah, like mm-hmm. some some accounts may be like that, but some of those accounts are they collecting data, they collecting intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they trying to clone like they you know what I'm saying because yeah. they doing all this other stuff that we we probably don't know out of this world. Like you hear about you know what I'm saying. You know the crazy stuff going on with like cloning and all that shit that's going on, but like yeah, like they I mean, take they, his data. Well, digital cloning, you understand? Yeah, cloning yeah, yeah. specifically, um, and and, and, and you know, it, it is the reality that we live in, yeah. and that's why it's up to us to really understand the technology, get into the space because we are behind. You understand mm-hmm. me? And the owners of this space, they will use it in whatever manner that they deem so fit. And so artificial intelligence is definitely one of those spaces that we need to study. We need to know. Mm-hmm. I've been teaching it at least for the last five years and, and harping to our community that this is a space that we need to be heavily involved in. Machine learning, deep learning, yep. understand the yep. Internet of Things, how it's all connected, understand me, and make sure you do your due diligence and research. Um, and, and that's why I even taught a class on the top efficient skill sets that every human being needs to know in the future against artificial intelligence. Um, But it brings me to a different point in my investment thesis, and the next one is energy. Um, Understanding the new industry of industry, uh, of energy as it is emerging, right? And energy is an interesting one because you have um, the old energy industries dying out, right? And it basically talks about the fact that, you know, we are a world that lives on uh, oil, you understand me, dead plants, coal, right? Those are our old world energies. And we're working to go into a new world model of industry where it utilizes solar energy, utilizes, you know, the whole sun to be able to extract it, electrical vehicles and things of that nature. Bandwidth. Right. But also, as the energy is going out, it's still not over yet, right? Um, So looking up things like oil is still valuable, right? People are still going to be utilizing oil. Oil vehicles won't be completely outlawed into like another 30 years unless something drastic happens and it speeds up the timeline, right? And even with these so-called carbon emissions that they say, 
it releases in a carbon footprint is also evidence that the earth is actually reforesting. You understand me? And so for all of the bad they promote, there is good that they don't promote. Um, the earth, it has a very efficient system of being able to replenish itself. You know, we may be a little more bang egotistical in our existence to believe that we can actually kill the planet. But we can't. We just make it harsher for us to live in environments because we don't actually produce and make it efficient for us. But to that point, old world energy will still have time before it completely goes away. And it will still be a profitable industry unless some catastrophic thing changes the timeline. Electric cars, solar energy, clean energy, right? Electric car vehicles, why Tesla is popping. And then Tesla is also popping because part of my investment thesis is the fact that you have um, influencers that represent these brands. And Elon Musk is the richest influencer in the world, essentially. Now, he did build a business model really based off a solid system. Then he became an influencer for his businesses, which projected his business to be considered one of the more valuable businesses in the world, when in reality, it's not, right? It's just electric cars, essentially. I mean, and then, of course, he has the, the aerospace and all of those other things. But when you think about other businesses, even like Walmart, you understand me? Like Walmart, you would think would have a trillion dollar evaluation. Walmart not sexy is Walmart. You understand me? <laughs> yeah. But then you got somebody like Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos is another influencer for his brand. People are bought into his story, right? So now he got trillion dollar company, most valuable in the world. Right. Why would his stock prices be more than Apple? Right? Steve Jobs less Apple took a lot of the sexy away out of Apple. But Tim Cook is such a great capitalist. He built the company up to be trillion dollars. These are all now they all three of those companies i'm sure amazon will get into the electric vehicles as well you understand me electric vehicle electric vehicle whether it's cciv with the electric vehicle um where you're looking at uh neo electric vehicle whether you're looking at um apple talking about their electrical vehicle or tesla talking about their electric vehicle you want to look into the electric vehicles because number one they're giving tax incentive credits right for electric vehicles mm -hmm. Um, also, those are going to be all of the factories that's built in America to try to create these electric vehicles out here, right? But also at the same time, just as the energy industry shifts, everybody has to go electric. And that's why all of these car companies are yep. starting to shift over right now, right? So and think, think of energy, invest in energy. You understand me? Get your coins. This is a place for people to look into. Um, also, understanding the solar energy and clean energy and the way new infrastructure is being built right now is essentially the energy companies are no longer the ones who regulate or who who provide the energy. Energy is going to be provided by each household and then whatever you have left over, you can actually sell. And, it, and the energy companies are facilitating that transaction because they had the business models and the experience to do it. So what they did is they pivoted in an industry that no longer need them, but said, hey, we have experience when it comes to the business of handling the transactions. So like you can literally buy energy and sell energy. You can buy electricity and sell electricity. So that's something that you may want to look into and add that into your investment research and understanding where you may want to put this. But essentially, we all become prosumers and prosumers is somebody who produces what they consume at the same time. Um, and, and then, I mean, look at what's going on with Bitcoin and mining and things of that nature, right? It's all energy, energy. At one point in time, they 
was talking about using human beings you know, like for Bitcoin mining and connecting to you while you're sleeping. Like <laughs> all kind of crazy stuff because we produce electricity, right? Yeah, Measured right. by Jews. So that brings me to a different point, uh, precious metals. Precious metals have intrinsic value, while uh, which increasing, which is increasingly more important in the world, right? With a failing dollar, the value of each of these metal rises as a hedge and investment. But also not just that, each one has an intrinsic value. Right. Copper used as insulation, which also in a pandemic, one of my theses is what I taught in the mobilization, automation, digitization, and I told people to invest in copper. Copper went up, you understand me, at its all-time highs. I told them to invest in copper is because copper actually is antiviral. No virus can live on the surface of copper. So if I want to make something with a clean halo and I want to make it to where people feel safe, I would make all my door handles, my cups, and as much as things that I can as possible with copper. So when I put my hands on it, I'm not becoming a germaphobe because I know COVID can't live on this, right. right? So it only makes sense that I will go invest in copper and make more insulation. Every door handle I got, copper, sinks, everything would just be coppered out. So that industry did explode, but at the same time, just people investing in precious metals, thing that have intrinsic value. We seen silver go up because of a multitude of different things. Silver was already going up because it's another place to store value. Gold went up, right? Copper went up, platinum went up, and all these things will continue to go up because if the dollar fails, it's a better place to store your money, right? So go look into the precious metal industry. You know, I, I'm in the colloidal gold and the monatomic gold and the Ormus gold industry. Knowing all of the different utilities of gold, we have colloidal silver. There's also colloidal like bronze and all these other different ones because all of these metals have medical uses as well that can be utilized. And that industry is going to boom as well. So make sure y'all tap into that. Uh, VR, right? Um, virtual reality. Virtual reality is the future of the world where everything is digital. All companies have to conform to a new norm of virtual reality, right? And we've seen this happen. And I've taught this again in uh, the New America course, which is in the BWO. Was talking about, and, and I gave so many great ass examples. I need to go back and like flash forward to how all this shit came true. Uh, I mean, like virtual reality parties, like mm -hmm. you know, yeah. what I mean, virtual reality NBA, virtual reality everything. Like, yeah. if everybody's working at home, what's the best way to uh, create that experience? Still, you understand me? Is virtual reality? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, right now, you go look at the award shows. The award show would have. People, more people probably would have watched the Grammys if it was in virtual reality. You understand me? If I can sit there right next to Snoop, or I can sit there right next to Jay-Z, and I'm in like the chair, he right there, what's up, bro? He can't hear me talking, but I'm like right there in the moment. He got his award, I'm clapping. Like you buying virtual seats to be there at this virtual place gives you a level of experience of being there. And you could have had millions of people hooked up and tapped in, right? So... Virtual reality, I see, number one, pushed up because the experience of these particular things has to be pushed up, right? Because who the hell wants to be there with no experience? Um, AR, augmented reality, right? We know this. Uh, augmented reality will help facilitate the experience of products and services, another component of the digital world. We're seeing this increasing, right? Me and you talked about it. That's how we truly met. Yeah. Uh, first business transaction was... 
creating these augmented reality products. Right. And, you know, my whole business, I wanted to definitely have the augmented reality crowns and the gold water, and we did that. And understanding that, number one, people won't be able to go into these physical places, but I still want to be able to experience the product. So now I can literally take the phone and I can put it to my face and I can try on the hat. I can try on the glasses and it looks like they on my face, but it's like augmented reality. Or I can try on the clothes or the shoes, right? So now, oh, they look good. And here's the thing about trying them on, it really feels like you tried it on. Now you know what it's yeah. like. Now you want to yeah, buy it. So cool, I'm gonna order it. Yeah. AR or assets, digital assets in a physical space or a digital space that can be utilized to facilitate the experience of the physical experience. So AR ain't going nowhere. It's only gonna get bigger in every single space. So you wanna study AR, this is the best way for you to transition your business models into the now. I'm not saying the future, I'm saying the now, right? Definitely for e-commerce, for sure. Super for e-commerce. E -commerce game. Yeah. Super and they use, they use an AR like for branding inside like the NBA and the NFL. Like when you see in, when you see in the, uh, you know, the different lines, you wonder how they change that so fast. You ain't see nobody come out there, you know, do nothing. It's, it's the AR. They putting it right there on the, you know, they changing the images. And it's the same thing for the jerseys and the different things of that sort. It's AR branding. Oh, yeah. right? When they had the bubble, uh, a lot of that was AR. Yeah. Um, so like a lot of the logos you've seen, like they had, of course, they had the base of the court, but a lot of the like logos that they would put on that was like done with AR. They even put, like you said, they putting logos on the jersey now. AR. So, yeah. So AR is allowing it's allowing companies to um, uh, you know, be able to scale the clients and and uh, on top of that, you know, think about the maintenance that went into um making these different sets and they, you know. Um, just setting up these different uh, scenarios and looks. So now you kind of saving money on that, and you being you're able to do as much as you want to, as many different times as you want to, and you can uh, you can change the images right there in real time while people watching it live. So it just gives um, it enhances the experience of what a person is watching. You know. So brings me to my next one: NFTs, non-fungible tokens, unique assets that allow to build wealth. The latest craze and what I consider to be the greatest use case of blockchain, revolutionary to content creators and business strategists, right? And I say business strategists specifically because there's so many different ways you should be able to utilize NFTs. You understand me? Whether it's NFT books, whether it's NFT movies, NFT content, NFT art, mm -hmm. NFT, NFT, NFT. The reason it's crazy is not because everybody just wants to jump on the train, but they understand that this is a bullet train. You understand me? It's a way for us to go much faster to the same places we've been wanting to go to. Yeah. It's not just a bullet train. It's a bullet train when you get on there and there's bags of money on there waiting. Yeah. <laughs> you understand yeah. me? Yeah. So if you can explore these creative business models with the NFTs, you can be some of the first innovators in the space. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm coming out with I said that right. I said a gold crown. That means that the crown is going to be gold. Like real gold. Like my chain is heavy. So would a crown be. I'm talking about diamonds, rubies, sapphires, onyx, crystals. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about next level activities. And there'll be an opportunity for somebody to be able to own one of these. And the way it's going to start off is I'm going to sell it with the intrinsic value of it. 
the weight of the actual gold and the price that it actually took me to create it, that's what I'm starting the base price of the bidding at. Whether it's 70000 60000 whatever it may be. But I'm also going to have a silver one. I'm going to have a bronze one, right? I'm going to have a, um, a marble one. I'm going to have a wooden one. I'm going to have a clear resin one. I'm going to have my velvet and my silks and my satins and uh, all of these different exclusive ones that come along with it. And I want to create all of these dope business models around each particular drop once you get one. You understand me? I already have court followings when it comes to the crowns. Like, I don't even have to drop crazy marketing on them. I can drop, I can do a drop and I'll sell 100 crowns, you understand me, in 30 minutes and they sell out. And people never knew that that's what I just did. Because I facilitated my branding in the right way over years and years and years to where I ain't got to sell, sell, sell because I brand, brand, brand. Now, that's a different way, right? When it comes to figuring out these creative ways for you to be able to get paid, number one, I can't wait till the industry gets to where the content creators can get paid off repost, right? That's That to me is the best use case for content creators. That's going to be a smart contract in the future. I can see that. Shares yeah. and reposts should get you paid because you go viral. You talking about it, let's say if... You know, they talk about uh, television shows of 50 million viewers, right? You can go viral and have 50 million viewers of your content, but you ain't got to get paid one cent. Oh, you know what? We spoke about that earlier. We, we cracked we, uh, we crack that code. Crack we going to put it on here, but we cracked that code. What you mean you going to put it on here? Oh, we can't. Uh, yeah, so, no, this ain't, this so, ain't the problem. So, so y'all going to um, y'all gonna have to go through keys for this one, but... um. It, we, we basically be putting ISRC codes on the video. What's an ISRC code? So so the ISRC code is what they use for songs. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it non-fungible as far as um, being able to track uh, the royalties for the songs. Yeah. So um, each song has a unique ISRC code, and that's given to you through um, the distributor. Right. Which would be your empires, your tune cores, your uh, distro kids. And okay, yeah. Like, yeah, so... So, you know, now um, we have the ability to do that with videos and we can monetize the uh, audio and the video. And um, that's something that, that's going to be provided. Y'all going to be able to get that directly through Keys. We're going to make sure y'all get that information. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's... Now, that's exactly actually where the idea comes from is the fact that if you go on YouTube right now and somebody got an IRSRC code in a video, then it will track that video and say this is a copyright claim. And they may still let you monetize the video, but you won't get paid. The person who actually has the copyright claim will get paid. Exactly. So exactly. that was the, my exact idea. Like, but damn, you can't do that on Instagram. No, you can't. You can't. So Instagram that's and Facebook. No, I'm talking and about. YouTube. And, and listen, I'm tired of going, you know how YouTube yeah. says uh, you have to have a certain amount of followers if it's a new account? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting around that with this. Yeah. Yeah, by putting the ISRC code Come on, on the video. Y'all yeah, yeah, gang gang. You heard about it. Uh, library yet? Yeah, I've been to the library my whole life, bro. No, 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 no. no. Library. <laughs> this, 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 another one of them platforms, bro. Like, nah, nah, for real. It's uh. Hey, bro, you pass me that water. New, um, I'm dry as Sahara over here. So like, you can, you can monetize everything you're doing on YouTube right now on here. Like you can connect your YouTube to it, and it's on the blockchain. And so it's on the blockchain. So yeah. you're seeing, so like right here. If I go and I wanna, um, let me see. Oh yeah, cause I need to get paid off everything. We got one more platform after that. 
it's always been it's always been my dream. Cause we so got one for live streaming. So you see at the bottom, I ain't put no content on it, but you see at the bottom, it's a wallet. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you got a wallet that's automatically attached. Yeah. Yeah. So the money automatically goes to you. No time. third parties. No you time. get everything. Yeah. To your wallet. To right. Your wallet. See, that's that's the, that's that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like this content creation, and you know what? That brings me to. Let's 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 keep on going. To and the you piece. can sync your YouTube directly to it. So all that, all that, all the problems like brother Ben was having, like YouTube is getting like you know what I'm saying shut down. Yeah. That platform, right? Black right. Right. And then we got another and platform. You can run and see, that that's the thing because if Facebook delete all your stuff, you got to have access. Instagram delete all your stuff, it's gone. So linking into the blockchain, duplicating your content, you forever have access. Yep. And you that can do that with sense. live streaming too. So it's a platform called D Live. It's on the Tryon blockchain. They partner with um I don't know if uh you know Tryon bought them out, but basically they're part of the whole Tryon network. And uh essentially what it does is it allows you to get paid in crypto for your live streams while you're streaming and you make it to where only the subscribers can pay in crypto. So they have to first subscribe tokens. Like they can watch it, but they can't interact, they can't um it's kind of like okay, the badges for Instagram, but on steroids. Like you literally, Twitch. yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's literally modeled right after Twitch, and then you can integrate it with Twitch on top of that. Mm, so yeah. we talking about going live straight into the metaverse, and we getting paid in crypto while they watch. Mm, I like that. I like that. I like that. That brings me closer to my next one. Um, which matter of fact, my next one will, after this one will be gaming, but we are gonna start with spatial reality. Spatial reality will make regular reality boring. Super addicting will be a use case for virtual reality and augmented reality application. It will make NFTs valuable. Now, I had the great pleasure of actually trying the Oculus, not the Oculus, but the uh, Microsoft Halo glasses with Idris and some of the programs that he built. When I put them on, it changed my world. HoloLens? Oh my God. Yeah, bro. They different. Yeah, bro. It's like literally having those on yeah. with everything AR. Yes. Yeah, bro. It was different, bro. Picking up the models, having a digital phone. This, it was different. And then taking them off and like, damn, this shit boring as hell. You know what I'm saying? That's it's going to be so addicting that the moment the world gets their hands on them, it's over. Microsoft, I actually believe, they, they poised right now. If they're the first ones that take it to market... Mass adoption, they taking over that whole industry. Right. The, right. the way I see it is whoever is the leaders with that. Mm -hmm. And the, the they don't even feel like, you know, you think virtual reality glasses, they big as hell. Them Oculus things is huge. Mm -hmm. The 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 Halo ones, I like those way better. You understand me? They right. light, they look cool. And I'm sure they's gonna be much easier to make them much smaller the way that they built the technology. So whoever makes them small enough to where you don't mind walking around wearing them, oh my God, they the first winners. Now the concept of the Apple glasses that I seen, if that is actually coming into fruition anytime soon, that could dominate the game right there yeah. because they, they look similar to like what you got on, but I think they have more of a clear lens. Now if they if they could find a way to do that with tint and make it you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, bro. All they got to do is rock with me. I'll create the glasses. Yeah, they, yeah. Everybody know I got the best taste in the game when it comes to the frames. Come on with me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that brings me to my next one, gaming. 
Uh, gaming were the first simulation of our world, right? Um, using coins <clears throat> to get access to content. So basically, games was like the first simulation of cryptocurrency, essentially, and utilizing coins as like real currency, right? When you go to the arcade, you have to do what? Exchange yeah. fiat currency for. for Tokens, yeah. you understand me? Cheese, right, they were tokenized. Yeah. I remember going to the arcades back in the days, Chuck E. Cheese, mm -hmm. like, right, like, yeah, like we built these models based on our childhood. It's not that they were preparing us for the world. It's like, no, like we utilized shit that we grew up with and then created technology around those same experiences. Mm -hmm. and a new form of that yeah, books. yeah. You know so like. Once you understand Chuck E. Cheese, you kind of understand cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, you understand yeah, yeah. me? So, you so. go in there, you trade your dollars for tokens, and then you can play in this world. Yeah. You understand me? You can, you, can, you can actually win more tokens, or you can, you know, yeah. you can actually come up in Chuck E. Cheese. You can walk out with a few yeah. Yeah. And dollars don't mean nothing in, in, in Chuck E. Cheese until nope. they turn into tokens. Nope. You understand yeah. me? I don't want that damn dollar. I'm putting the machine for these tokens. The only thing you get yeah. is peace with it. So imagine the whole world is Chuck E. Cheese yeah. and nobody wants your dollars until you turn them into tokens. You can't play the game. You can't interact with the world. Yep. None of that. We need those tokens. And now not even a cheese pizza. You got to get the tokens, bro. You understand me? So understanding gaming as it ain't going nowhere because number one, NFTs in gaming has transformed the game space. Yep. Because now when a game dies, your assets that you bought in the game don't go along with it. You can take your gaming assets and you can transform to mm -hmm. another game and yep. another game and another game. Yep. So now these are like real pieces of things that you own. Like I'm taking my Fortnite sword over to... Naruto's game or some shit. I don't know what y'all playing out there. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm saying that now it has real value to where you didn't spend $10,000 on stuff to buy inside the game and now you literally get to keep those things transformed to another platform or another game. So gaming is it, it, a dope. And then that kind of, for me, goes into gambling when I think about gaming, mm -hmm. spatial reality, all of these different things. Gaming ain't going nowhere. It's the ultimate escapism. It's what we want. You know, I seen. Um, I think one of the craziest things I seen with gaming is uh, they had an AR version of Super Mario, and it was built life size. So you literally walking through the street, experiencing Super Mario. You could jump up, hit the box, the coin come up, everything. Yeah. You know. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where this shit going. Right. <laughs> that, come on now, and I can see in Japan. The listen, I can see that in Japan with a whole goddamn country planet. You know they go yeah. super anime crazy. Yeah. Imagine you, you we gonna be viral videos of them jumping around doing all kind of crazy shit. The first person go get hit by a bus because they was playing the game with their lenses on. You know what I mean? Running out there trying mm -hmm. to trying to. Catch a monster or some crazy crap. It's gonna be to the point where yeah. they have to build out like actual yeah. areas just for areas. people to go in. Yeah. There. They gonna make it. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be yeah. whole parks outside where people just, just playing games, space. bro. <laughs> people already do that. You see the nerd. No offense, right? The people that be role playing. Mm -hmm. You understand me? They be in empty fields role playing, and, and, and especially the people that do like the Civil War reenactments. <laughs> That's exactly how it's gonna be. Y'all think yeah. they was lame and nerds? Y'all be doing the exact same thing with just with technology. Right. You understand right. me? They just had an active, overactive imagination, and they couldn't make. So, you know what I'm saying? They was out there in virgin territory. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's okay. They set the ground foundation for your future. 
All right. Uh, data. <laughs> uh, data is the new gold. Uh, the new oil. You understand me? It's what everyone wants and every company steals. You understand me? It improves algorithms and artificial intelligence. Data, data, data. Right? Michael Saylor, big data guy, right? Putting all of his money into Bitcoin, buying billions of it. Why? He understands the data. He understands how the world is working, right? And the, the world is changing rapidly. Whoever knows the most can do the most. You understand me? Because it's just converting that data into transactions, into sales, into power, right? America has always had a central intelligence agency to where they just collect data. Mm -hmm. So now what everybody is doing is becoming their own government because, shit, I need to collect data too. I'm competing with all of these other competing governments. Mm -hmm. Y'all got your own media. Y'all got resources. Y'all got data. Like, nah, every business is becoming their own government, right? And, like, Facebook and all these tech giants, they are already a government. The only thing they don't have is a physical army, but they own the data. Mm -hmm. You understand me? I'm talking about a billion users. That's more data than any company in the world has ever ciphered ever in the history of the world, right? And so when you think about it like that, they already own so many of our movements. We watch things, buy things we never would have, but they're able to manipulate us because they know so much about us. So companies are fighting hard and hard and hard and hard for the most data because they understand whoever has the most wins. Whoever knows the most, because not only is I know what the data manipulators are doing and I know how that's affecting people and changing their moods. So now I can do all of these predictive analysis, create predictive product development to ensure that I never have to create product that people won't buy because I've already predicted based on their movements and the data that I have on these people from birth that they are already not my target audience. You understand me? They are the audience that I made. I created you from birth. And that's what marketers have always been doing. They've been targeting mothers from birth until their adulthood and ensuring that they have customers. So when a person spends billions of dollars on marketing, they will spend billions of dollars on data. You understand mm -hmm. me? Because the data allows them to improve the marketing or not need it whatsoever. Right. So... You know, understanding to put your like, and if you want to look at a stock for gaming, Roblox, right? And there's also a, a, a bunch of different things. Looking at something for data, you're going to be looking at something like micro strategy, right? So looking at these things and finding where to invest in or get in on them. Um, I, I know somebody else. I know a black woman that has a data company called Streamlytics. So what she does is allows you to sell your data so you can have control over it, right? So you can go download your Google data, your Netflix data, whatever it is, and they will pay you for it, right? So it's putting the power in your hand rather than they just stealing your data. They're saying, hey, people are already buying your data. And this makes more sense because the company's already spending billions to find your data. What well, shit, fool, I just sell it to you. You understand me? So now I get to make money off of it, and then you get to develop products to control my life, which you're already doing. You understand me? But at least I got paid on the front end. Yeah. You understand me? And it's easier to get it when somebody give it to you. Right. Like, bro, why would you go to somebody else to steal something out of my house so that you can buy it when now you can just knock on my front door and I'll sell it to you? Right. That's what she's doing. So make sure y'all look into Streamlytics. Um... 
And that's Angela Benton. Angela Benton. <clears throat> health. COVID-19 changed the way people think of health. Um, Self-health checks, health tech, health science, and health products, right? More people than ever are doing, you know, their own self-diagnosis. The game yeah. is changing. Um, and that goes towards a host of different health products that's coming out. You know, shout out to Goldwater. You know, we've been on the game, been on the wave, right? Yes. You're going to see all of these gold companies pop up. You're going to see all these people using Lion's Mane and... And all of these different mushrooms that we use and way that we put together these high-level minerals so that when I be talking, I was able to spit at light speed, you understand me, or faster than light speed as I break the laws of the universe because I am on my own product. Shout out to Smart Moss. Shout out yeah, to the gummies. gummies. Shout out to I the gummies. I seen that, bro. Yeah. I, li I like what y'all doing yeah. with that, bro. Shout yeah. out to the gummies, man. And we're going to go crazy with those gummies. Yeah, can't just eat one. You really can't. Yeah. They really good as hell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like... That's going to be a huge industry, and that's why we want to get a lot of people into the product development space, because I want more black people in this space. You sure. understand me? So health tech, we're seeing Apple, you understand me, creating health tech, um, and every other company is going to do that, because that's data at the same time as yeah. well. Yeah. You understand me? And number one, the whole world went through a pandemic. It already changes the world, but it created a trauma in the minds of people. Right, so around health, people wanting to eat better, people wanting to track their health, people getting very anal retentive about, you understand me, studying, knowing their health, not trusting doctors. The whole world changed, so the mindset around health changed. Things, therapies that people would have never thought about trying, naturopathic medicine, all of these things just boosted. These are industries that you want to look into and then look into companies that are getting into the health field. And I ain't talking about vaccines. All right. Next thing comes art. Art has intrinsic and emotional value. Human art, more importantly, especially as digital products become more popular. Because valuable, because the art value is something that robots can't do original from the soul, heart, and mind. Anything that can't be automated will be extremely valuable. So it's twofold to my thesis here. The fact that there's going to be so much digital to art they're still going to bring this opposite side of physical art to become more valuable, right? So you want to look into art. Art is one of the oldest investments in the world. You understand me? And art has been one of the greatest time appreciated investments ever, right? If you're going to look at the portfolio of any rich, wealthy person, they got some goddamn art. You understand me? Human beings are connected to art. Regardless of the industry, whether we poor, whether we rich, art has goddamn value. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Every human being in the world should create at least one art piece. The same way I think that every human being in the world should create at least one book. You understand me? That's your blueprint. That's your that's your fingerprint that you are here, that you are alive. If, imagine if there was one art piece to every human being. Right, we would have an emotional connection to every being that ever existed. Imagine if there was one book to every human being. We would have insight into their mindset. You understand me when they was alive, their story. So there's two markers that can never be oversaturated because it creates connection. And human beings intrinsically want and look for a connection. But specifically the way that the industry is rolling and we're looking for places to put value at and store value, Art is one of those places. And it was already going up before the NFTs, right? You had Jay-Z with the fo 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 trying to tell people which way to go. Mm -hmm. You understand me? 
And art was one of those things. If you study the art world and the gatekeepers will be disappearing and the rules will be turned upside down and all of these artists are going to have a flood of millions and billions of dollars. We're going to have the first billion dollar artist one day. You understand me? While they alive, they was able to make a billion off their art. Ain't happened yet. Besides when you get somebody like Kanye West, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Right. He might be the first billion dollar artist ever. Yeah, I think he might be. All right. Uh, brings me to my next one. Just because it connects to hip hop, marijuana, and hemp. The global legalization of marijuana is a multi-billion to trillion dollar industry. Hemp production will reach an all-time high in the future <clears throat> as science continues to validate its effects and it becomes legal globally. The reason, number one, it has to become legal so many different places because it is a completely new industry that they can utilize to invest into the cities, into the, the states, you understand me, into the country. They can make all of this money off taxes now. They just lost all of this money from COVID-19. You understand me? So now they have to find a new business model. So essentially, cities are selling drugs because they down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's well, you it's see the they legalize like they crack. legalize all psychedelics. And yeah, like, I see they legalize crack. I'm gonna get to that one. All drugs in Washington. Yeah, something like that. No, I'm I'm gonna get to that. Like, but that only makes sense, and, and and that goes into a larger thesis when you're talking about it. But specifically marijuana. You got CBD, you got CBG, you got hemp, where that can be utilized they got this in many Delta different eight. ways. This, this Delta Eight stuff you heard about the Delta Eight? Nuh uh So the so the Delta Eight is like they found a new extract. Like it it acts like TAC, like they're the same thing, but it's like it's uh it's in like you know CBD, but they call it Delta Eight. You know the TAC when it's Delta Nine, but they legalized it. They legalized Delta Eight, so yeah, it's like basically the same effects as you know what I'm saying. Yeah, y'all stay away from that stuff. Y'all stay away from that stuff. All right, okay, stay away from that Delta I was, Eight, yeah, Delta I was, Nine. Yeah, that's what only I was Delta I, you need to fly and get high on is the airlines. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go places. You understand me? Hey, but uh, to your conversation, no, about no, the but hemp, though, uh, yeah, the hemp. The hemp can be used for like clothes, um, construction. So it's a lot of ways hemp yeah. can be used. Yeah, hemp is the reason that marijuana was uh, criminalized in the first place because they didn't want hemp to take over the industry. And so, like I said, everything flips itself. You understand me? Now it's going to be forced for hemp being able to take over those industries. It's better environmentally environmentally friendly. You understand me? And it's, it's just a better resource to be able to utilize. So hemp is going to be a crazy industry for people to be able to get into you can get into it now, buying your acres and land, setting up your hemp farms, whatever you may want to do. Um, you can go look up to my brother Smoke and Grow Rich. They had a great tour teaching on hemp. And also just all of the products that's going to come out from marijuana being legalized. You can go look at some of these marijuana stocks and see what's going to be booming in the future. I'm not telling you to get high. I'm telling you to invest in investments that will be high. Tap in. Okay, talk to me, mate. Uh, cryptocurrency. Uh, cryptocurrency is the money of the future. Cryptocurrency is the stock market of the future. And, and see, this this is what I want people to look at cryptocurrency is. Not even money. Stocks, right? Even though stocks is like money, right? But cryptocurrency, the blockchain is like the new Wall Street, 
right? Cryptocurrency are the new stocks because essentially cryptocurrency represents businesses, right? And business models and technology and utilities. So imagine me, I want to start a new water and this water has uh, nanobites in it, right? Every time you drink it, it goes and heals some part of your body, right? So now I start me a crypto coin so that everybody can invest in it, right? Mm -hmm. So now, and that's why it's limited with the language. When you say cryptocurrency, you think money, right? Right, right. So right. that's why people are so limited of understanding what crypto really is. But when you understand the fact that I've just created an easy go-to market way that everybody can invest and own a piece of my business. You understand me? And as my business succeeds, my crypto goes up, more people invest into it. Instead, it's way harder for me to go to market with a stock, right? Than it is a cryptocurrency. So if people just look at cryptocurrency as a new stock market, then they can understand that they are investing in businesses. They are investing in mm -hmm. ideas and they're funding resources into business ideas and sometimes even people. So I would look at cryptocurrency as that. And I think that cryptocurrency has a great opportunity to take over the market utilizing blockchain systems. And for that reason, cryptocurrency is here to stay. Um, last, I think that was, no, last but not least, mushrooms, psilocybin, you know what I'm talking about? We all played Mario when we was younger, and when you hit that, you hit that mushroom, that's when you got big, you know what I'm talking about? And here's the thing, the world is about to get high, therapies on mushrooms, you understand me? You're going to be having people floating in the sky. The 70s are coming back. You understand me? People are going to be psychedelic, bro. You understand me? That's what's about to pop. Yeah, just like that. But here's the thing. You got these big corporations that's trying to uh, trademark and come up with all of these different mushrooms. Like Oakland, the city I'm from, was the first to legalize the mushrooms. You understand me? Shout out to Oakland. I don't know who in the town got mushrooms legalized. I would have thought it would have been Berkeley or San Francisco, but it was somebody in Oakland looking out and saying that, no, nah, we, we need them here. Mm -hmm. Right? So this is going to create a huge market. Psilocybin, people are going to be doing all sorts of things, especially when as the gaming markets and the virtual markets tap in, right? Because it's going to help people induce creative thinking. Think about it. People microdose in Silicon Valley, right? Because they're surrounded by so much technology that they only think technical, right? So in order for people to think outside the box, they're going to be microdosing all of the time. And you're going to have all of these creative parties. You're going to have creative therapies. You're going to have creative, creative, creative. People just go go crazy with trying to get creative and figure out how they can unlock themselves in this world. The same way people are still trying to find a purpose. So... With that, also, you're talking about all these alternative therapies. They're utilizing this already in the UK and different places right now to where people are utilizing this to try to get rid of traumas. And as mental health becomes an even bigger conversation, people are going to be experimenting with the psilocybin and these drugs as ways to try to help patients and people cope with the stress, anxiety, and depression of the mobilization, automation, digitized world. As the technology increases... The human ability to deal with stress and everything else decreases because we're becoming more automated instead of more human. 
So that's why I say emotional intelligence versus artificial intelligence. Yeah. And mushrooms are going to be that psilocybin intelligence that people try to utilize to connect to the cosmos, connect back to who they are, and escape some of this VR so that they can live in where we are. Come on, talk to me, people. And that leads to the conclusion of my investment thesis for now. I appreciate y'all tapping into the BWO. There's going to be more to come um, in the future, but what I want y'all to look into... Look into each one of these industries, the stocks, the businesses, the business models that can come up with it, right? The businesses that's going to be surrounding it, the manufacturing, the processes, everything that's going to be involved in all of these industries. And that's where you can find your family wealth when you jump in. I'm 19 Keys. Y'all here with the biggest crypto play ever, man. Peace family is 19 Keys tapping in. Do you have the knowledge to be able to teach your child cryptocurrency how to build wealth? Do you have the knowledge to be able to teach them NFTs? See, I know a lot of you all think that you love your children, but I believe that love is an act and it's a duty. A lot of you all think that you love yourself, but you're depriving yourself knowledge that you can be utilizing in order to invest and live a better life. And that same knowledge can help produce a better life for your child. Now, if you learn this simple information by taking a few courses, you understand me? You have the ability to be able to teach, discuss it, and hold, learn a whole new language, which also builds you a whole new life. So therefore, the next time that you stare your child in the eye, you can actually be honest when you say that you love them because you know you're doing every single thing to set them up for the future. Make sure you tap into Infinite Wealth Strategies. We'll teach you financial literacy. We'll teach you, put you in the community, teach you how to write books, teach you how to produce a book for your child if you got one, teach you how to set up your portfolio, how to set up your trust, and a multitude of other different things that is involved in it. Take your first step in building a better future. Join Infinite Wealth Strategies and become a strategist of wealth. Tap in. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.